Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning with lifted hands, surrendering all that we have to you. We ask your blessing upon this service. We praise you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Jim and his wife, Lori, were on a luxury cruise to the Bahamas with a number of Jim's co-workers. See, he won the cruise for being the top salesperson in the company. On the last day, the ship arrived back into port early in the morning in a dock, and just as it was about time to wake up, Jim and Lori hear pounding at their door. Someone was beating at the cabin door, and, and Lori was the closest to the door, so she gets up and, and she cracks the door just a little bit. That crack was all it took. Six DEA agents storm into the room wearing bulletproof vests, pointing semi-automatic weapons at Jim, who is sitting on the edge of the bed in his underwear. Can you imagine the shock? An agent shouts, don't move, you're under arrest. Turns out the agents had warrants for Jim's arrest in six different states. The offense? Dealing cocaine. Now, Jim knew they had the wrong guy. And as he tried to make sense of what was happening, his first thoughts were how he could straighten out this entire mess. But then the hallway outside of Jim and Lori's room began to fill up with executives from Jim's company, including his boss, wondering what in the world was going on. Jim said that his heart sank as he figured they must be thinking, I guess Jim isn't who we thought he was. Can you imagine? You're in a deep sleep and you're coming home from a relaxing cruise when all of a sudden the feds pound on your door making false accusations in front of your boss and your coworkers. Jim discovered later that he had been the victim of identity theft. Without his knowledge, someone had gotten his social security number and his credit card numbers, and that same person obviously engaged in quite a few illegal activities. It took hours for Jim to convince the DEA agents that they had the wrong guy and they should let him go. Then it took weeks of difficult conversations with his boss and his coworkers to make sure that they understood the whole story. Jim found out just how unsettling and costly it can be to lose your identity. Anything like that ever happened to you? Unfortunately, identity theft is a frequent occurrence. It comes across my desk almost every week, a new case of identity theft. But what about the times when our identity isn't taken from us? What about the times we lose our identity on our own? Today we're continuing in our series, Finding Your Way Back to God, and it's all about five different awakenings that help us find our way back to Him. The first awakening is the awakening to longing. We all have God-given longing to love and to be loved in return. 
We long to find a purpose for our life that gives us a reason to get up in the morning and to look forward to the days ahead. And we have a longing to make sense out of life when sometimes life just doesn't seem to make sense. These longings are from God and can draw us either to God or away from Him depending on how we go about to, to fill those longings. The second awakening was the awakening to regret. We recognize how, how so often our attempts to fulfill these longings on our own take us further and further away from the Heavenly Father. And we find ourselves in this cycle of longing and regret or we can come to our senses and realize that with God, we can start over. Which leads us to the third awakening that we looked at last week, the awakening to help. We make that turn that leads us back home. We admit that we're powerless to fulfill these longings on our own, and we discover that the, the help we really need has a name, and his name is Jesus, which leads us to where we are today. We've come home, but even though we are at home, the journey isn't over. These awakenings are not just something that happens when we initially come to Jesus. You see, finding your way back to God is a life-changing moment, but also a life-growing moment. We have to do it over and over again. Just because we're home doesn't mean that everything is magically fixed. Sometimes, even after we come home, we forget who we are. We lose our identity, and that's why the fourth awakening is so important. It, it holds the secret to our true identity. Throughout this series, we've been looking at the, the prodigal son story. And I want to start with Luke 15, 21 through 24, where it says, His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. And kill the calf that we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. So this son comes home, yet he is still living with a mistaken identity. The father sees him on the horizon, his heart's filled with love and compassion. With reckless abandon, he runs to meet his son, to embrace him. Yet the son responds to his father. After seeing all of that, the son says, Father, I've sinned against both you and heaven. I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Even after seeing his father run after him with mercy and compassion, even after being embraced and bombarded with hugs and kisses, even after all of these unmistakable signs of a father's love 
and grace. The son's opinion of himself doesn't catch up to his new reality, his new identity. Maybe you've felt that way before. Maybe you feel that way today. You found your way back to God, but your longings, instead of drawing you closer to Him, take you to places far from home. You're left with mountains of pain and regret. Sometimes you're so burdened with shame that you still doubt that God can ever really love you and embrace you. The prodigal son was a story filled with shame. It's almost as if shame was a shadow that followed him all the way home. And you know what? Shame follows us home, too. Shame wants to cast a dark shadow over your homecoming. It wants to cast, wants us to forget who we are and where we belong. Shame whispers to us, who are you kidding? You don't deserve this. Shame keeps us from embracing our true identity. Even after we've come home, we still need the fourth awakening. You see, while the son was still shaking his head, insisting, I'm no longer worthy to be your son, the father shouts to the servants, quick, Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. The son's head was, was probably spinning. A, a robe? A ring? Sandals? Sand, for me? Yet each of these gifts from the father was proof of his love. And each conveyed a powerful meaning to that culture. It's one of these times when, when we read it in today's society and we don't really think, oh, well, a robe, a ring, sandals, eh, so what? But when you look at what it meant in that time, it's much more powerful. The robe was a symbol of rest. And he said to bring the best robe in the house. The best robe in the house was, of course, the father's robe. Father doesn't give him an old robe an extra robe that he has in the back of the closet somewhere, he gives him his own robe. How would it feel to be surrounded by God's robe? To realize that you don't have to run anymore. You don't have to prove yourself anymore. You don't have to strive anymore. Everything is going to be okay. This is what home feels like. Now the sun can finally rest. The ring. The ring is a symbol of security. If you were in the presence of a king, you would kiss the king's ring because it's a, it's a symbol of his power. Presenting a ring to someone was a sign of being placed in an office of authority. The giving of that ring transfers from the Father to the Son all of his power and authority. The Son, who was broke, penniless, now had his Father's financial identity that he could leverage on his own after he had wasted 
his inheritance. It would be like a father giving to his son or his daughter a credit card to take care of his or her needs. As a son looks at the ring, he, would, he knew he would never go without a meal again. He would never be without a place to sleep. He would never be in want again. The ring sealed his identity and brought him tremendous security. And finally, the sandals. The sandals were a symbol of acceptance. See, only people would wear, the only people who would wear sandals in the house were the homeowners. Slaves and servants went barefoot. Now, imagine the son returning home, shoeless, at that point, he probably didn't have any shoes because remember, he was just leaving being a servant out in the fields feeding the pigs. He's returning home shoeless, destitute, looking more like a servant than a son. So when the father gave him sandals, his father was saying, welcome home. You're not a slave. You're my son. We are family. These three gifts told the son the truth about his identity. He was not a loser. He's not a stranger. He's not a slave. He's not a hired hand. He is a son again. He's part of the family. See, when I, when I look at my own life, I realize that I am also a prodigal. So many times I've lived under the shadow of shame and lost my true identity. I carry around all sorts of regrets, regrets from years past as well as regrets from this past week. I often don't feel worthy of God's love. And maybe as you walked in here today or as you're, as you're tuning in today, you realize that you've lost your identity too. See, that's why even after we find our way home, we still need that fourth awakening. The fourth awakening is the awakening to love. Because it's here that we, for the first time or once again, we cast off the shadow of shame and realize that God loves me deeply after all. After everything I've done, he still loves me. When we awaken to love, we come to live in the reality that our true identity is a beloved son, beloved daughter of our Heavenly Father. Brennan Manning said it this way. He said, define yourself radically as one beloved by God. This is the true self. Every other identity is illusion. God's love for you and his choice of you constitute your worth. Accept that and let it become the most important thing in your life. See, the prayer, we've had a prayer for each week with, with each awakening. The prayer for the fourth awakening is this. God, if you are real, make yourself real to me. Awaken in me the awareness that I am your unconditionally loved child. 
Let me ask you something this morning. Do you know that? Do you realize who you are? Do you understand that you are loved? That you are forgiven? That you are accepted? God longs for each and every one of us to awaken to love. My hope is that when we walk out of here today, every single one of us will walk confidently in the truth of our new identity. Remember the robe? You don't need to prove yourself anymore. You can rest and know that you're at home. The ring. You don't have to worry anymore. His, he promises to never leave you. You're safe and you're at home. And the sandals. You don't have to feel alone anymore. You're unconditionally loved and you're at home. All throughout Scripture, we see reminders of the identity God has given us when we come back home to Him. 2 Corinthians says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. Your past, it's in the past. You are a new creation. Your home. Ephesians 1.7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Your sins have been forgiven. Your record is clean. Your home. Romans 8.1 says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You're not condemned Say goodbye to shame, you're at home. Romans 8, 39, nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. You can never be separated from God's love. You're home. And then Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. You are God's child. You will always be God's child. You're home. As we continue our journey back to God, we must push back anything that tells us that we are not accepted by the Father. See, I, I love this statement made by Henry Nouwen. He says, every time you feel hurt, offended, or rejected, you have to dare to say to yourself, these feelings, strong as they may be, are not telling me the truth about myself. The truth, even though I cannot feel it right now, is that I am the chosen child of God, precious in God's eyes, called the beloved from all eternity and held safe in an everlasting belief. You see, this is what awakening to God's love looks like. It's holding on to your new identity in the depth of your being. It changes how you think about God how you think about yourself, how you think about others. It changes who you are. 
It changes how you feel. See, when you know without a doubt that you have a heavenly Father who loves you as you are and not as you should be, you can't stop saying, You can start, you can stop saying, I don't deserve this. And you can start saying over and over again, God loves me deeply, no matter what I've done. See, I love what happens next in the story. After the father gives his son the robe, the ring, and the sandals, he says, bring the calf we've been fattening. Let's have a feast and celebrate. Let's have a party. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now is found. So the party began. The father did next. He throws a party. He celebrates his son who was lost but now is found. Perhaps the best response to the reality that we are loved is to celebrate, is to throw a party. So my encouragement today is this. Come home. Awaken to the greatest love you will ever know and commit yourself, commit your life to following Jesus. Today, you have the opportunity to yet again come home. So I urge you, no matter what you've done, no matter what things you've done in your past, it's time to come home. Heavenly Father, thank you that you give us that ability to no matter what we do, no matter how far we've run away from you, to always come home. And thank you that when we awaken to that love, when we finally come to our senses and come home, we will find a loving Father who will give us a robe, a ring, and sandals and make sure that we have everything that we need. And when we do, we know that all of heaven will throw a party when we come home to you. In Jesus' name.